Welcome to the Cross Current Radio Show, your spiritual speaker's corner, broadcast and podcast. Religion. Some people can't get enough of it, and some don't even want to talk about it. Others would even claim that religion is the root of all evil. Over 90% of the world's population adheres to some form of religion, yet it's becoming increasingly more common to use the term religion as synonymous with private superstition that has no place in public discourse. In this sacred series of TCC Radio, we again take you in the studio and on the street with our outreach radio team to talk truth about who is religious and who is not. In light of eternity, Christians must learn to graciously expose the lie that our religion is just one of many ways to God, when the one we are following publicly proclaimed and proved to be the only way. And now, let's get this show on the road. In the studio and on the street with the Cross Current Radio Show. What's your name, sir? My name is Tristan. And Tristan, do we have uh, your permission to use this uh, interview on the radio if uh, if it goes well? Sure, absolutely. Okay. TCC Radio is what we call a spiritual speaker's corner. So we're a Christian show, but we just like to get folks uh, different opinions about different things just uh, and see where they're at on different issues. And so today's topic is religion. Have you got any kind of opinions on religion? Not especially at the moment. Okay, so do you, would you consider yourself to be religious, Tristan? Uh, no, not really. Okay, how would you define religion if, I, if you had to define it? I think you would need some sort of specific belief, uh, usually about uh, your purpose in life or uh, maybe a purpose thereafter, and that it should sort of inform how you uh, behave. Like, you can't have a religion that has beliefs that you don't have to act on, for example. <laughs> right, so you think that people should uh, act according to what they say they believe? More or less. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense to me. So uh, I got here a, a Webster's Dictionary definition, okay? It says that religion is not just a belief in a divine being, but any perspective that attempts to answer the big questions of life, like where do we come from, what am I here for, where, where am I going when I die, those types of questions, okay? So um, do you have uh, any beliefs on those types of things, where we come from, where we're here for, or where we go when we die? I, I don't really think we're here for anything. I just exist and try to do the best I can. That's all it is uh, from my perspective. Okay, do you have any... What about where we come from? you have any uh, perspective on that? I don't think it really matters. Uh, you can come up with an ultimate origin, I suppose, but uh, if you do, I don't think it would change anything, at least from down here, right? Okay, uh, and how about uh, where we go when we die? Any opinion on that? I'm not big on the afterlife. Uh, if it has, If it exists... I have no specific idea of what it would be, so uh, I'd be happy if we just died. That'd be fine. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's cool with you. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, So uh, are you an atheist, agnostic? Well, how would you classify yourself as far as that goes? I I guess I would define myself as an atheist, but uh, I don't really care for a lot of atheist movement stuff, so I try to not use that name uh, 
Sure, I understand what you mean. Well, I'm from the internet generation, right? So a yeah. lot of people are dicks on the internet, <laughs> and they identify a certain way, and I try not to dis- not to associate. Okay, cool. So you have certain uh, ethical standards that you hold yourself to. Yes, I do. Okay. So big question: Is it possible that one true religion can correctly and objectively answer all the big questions of life? Is that possible that there's one religion that is true that can actually answer all the big questions? Only if religion addresses those questions, right? Hey, absolutely. I mean, uh, religion could in many ways not address those questions, but ultimately those questions may not matter from a theistic perspective. Uh, Let's say there's a a creator of the universe that exists and uh, just wants us to be happy. It may not even want us to worry about those questions at all. Yeah, a sure. People, a lot of people get miserable thinking about those questions. So they might just tell you, don't worry about it. No big deal. <laughs> okay, so do you have one big um, belief about reality on which you base um, uh, your your claims to know things and, and, and form opinions and stuff like that? Is there um, one basic uh, fundamental belief on which you build everything else? Sort of, but not really. It's more of a, I have to sort of selectively doubt everyone until they can demonstrate reasonably that they can re- that they can uh, reciprocate what uh, they're saying they they can do uh, i get in trouble a lot of, a lot for this at work where I, I doubt the wrong person and they throw off on a tirade about it <laughs> yeah but, uh, i work in environmental protection doubting is kind of important so okay cool so um so i'm a christian obviously it's a christian show uh, and I, I really appreciate respectful dialogue. I, I enjoy it, and uh, I think it's important. So um, have you ever heard how the, the God of Christianity answers uh, the big questions about where we come from, why we're here, and where we go when we die? Are you familiar with Christianity at all in that respect? Yeah, I was raised uh, Anglican. My mother's Catholic, my father's Anglican. Uh, but I went to an Anglican church when I grew up. So I was, I was taught uh, Christianity through the Anglican church so uh, I guess your viewers may have different upbringings but that was the one I was raised with yeah okay cool yeah I was actually raised uh, I was raised in a Catholic home also but uh, uh, minimally so kind of not like by name only if you know what I mean Um, so so the Bible says that uh, I'm just gonna lay out the Christian worldview real quick for you and uh, and you can follow along and and we'll talk from there so the Bible says that God has created everything that there is, including us, and that he has created us, human, uh, mankind, humanity, in specific, uh, in his image. And so we image him in that we are rational creatures. He is a rational being. We image him in that we are creative. He is, a, he is uh, the creator. Um, we, there, there are many different ways that we, that we image him, um, including communicating. He, he communicates. Uh, so so a lot of the big questions about why people are the way they are is based on the fact uh, in Christianity that we are made in his image. Um, and, and, uh, but the issue is that all of us uh, have sinned against God in that we have, uh, we've broken his law. That's what sin is, is transgression of God's law. So if you look at the Ten Commandments, I don't know how familiar you are with the Ten Commandments, but uh, you're nodding, so uh, it says things like, do not bear false witness, don't lie, right? And we've all lied. Have you ever lied? 
Oh, at least a few times today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and just today, right? We, we sin constantly. That's the Christian worldview is that we sin constantly. We lie. We steal. Uh, Jesus said if you even lust after a woman, you've already committed adultery in your heart with her. So we commit adultery every day. Have you ever done that then? Uh, at least a few times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're a red-blooded man, you know, like that's, and that's, uh, that's the state that humanity is in. It, we're in rebellion against our creator. That's what the Bible teaches. And so God originally created all things good, but the Bible says that man was created upright, but he sought out many devices. And so we have, we have uh, followed our father Adam who sinned in the garden and, uh, and sinned against God because it's, it's part of our nature. That's the Christian worldview, okay? And so um, because of that, we're separated from him and there is a gulf between us and him that we cannot bridge ourselves. Uh, and so... God, in his mercy and his love for his creation, sent his son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And to, so God is perfectly just and holy. And so he cannot just overlook our sin. He must have uh, payment for our sin. Propitiation is what the Bible says. That means a satisfaction of his wrath against sin. That's, that's, uh, that's the biblical language for it. So his, his anger against sin must be satisfied because in his character, he is so good and holy that he cannot, he can't be okay with it. He can't tolerate it. He can't be in its presence. And so he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth, fully God and fully man. Christ lived the perfect life, never sinned against God, and yet died on the cross the death that a criminal deserves, even though he was perfectly innocent. And the Bible says that when he did that, he became the propitiation for our sins. He satisfied God's wrath against our sins in dying for our sins. The Bible says he bore our sins in his body on the tree, on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. And by his wounds, we are healed. And so he rose from the dead on the third day and has ascended into heaven uh, to, to be our high priest forever in heaven, to represent us before God. And so the Bible says that if we, that, that the sin gulf can be bridged only because God has done it in sending Jesus to do it on our behalf. And if we trust in him, Christ will forgive us and wash us, make us clean. We can be justified. We can have peace with God, the Bible says, because of what Christ has done. Hey, this is Eric with TCC Radio. We'll get you back on the street with Tristan and I in a few. But first, here's how you can partner with us in the gospel. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. We all know that Canada needs Christ, yet how are the lost to believe in him of whom they have never heard? That's why we're asking like-minded Christ followers in Canada, will you help here at home with the cross current? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to raise the minimum support necessary to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to launch a new online training platform and release a new radio program to reach more youth and young adults for Christ, we need your support. As you pray for us, would you consider sowing into our ministry and then go to helphere.ca, that's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A, and give. We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel. Hey man, uh, I really appreciate the chat. I, I have to cut it short just because uh, 
just because of time, literally. But it's uh, it's an interesting. I just want to clarify one thing. Um, uh, I just want to explain to you from a Christian worldview sure. uh, how how I view what you're saying. Okay, and I mean this with the utmost respect to you. You've been very respectful in this conversation. I really appreciate it. And some of these things are challenging, and some of them cut right to the core of who we are and what we think. You know, uh, so. Um, what I would say to you is, uh, you do in fact believe in an absolute standard of morality, and you and you expressed that in that you don't think it would be right for anyone to do what I said to babies purely for their own personal pleasure. You don't think it would be right. No one ought to do that ever. I wouldn't mind saying that uh, I would be against torturing for personal pleasure pretty much ever. But yeah, absolutely, and I I agree with you. But that's the thing is that I'm imposing my idea of what the world should be on the universe that doesn't mean that there is a universal way to do it sure okay and I understand I understand that and I thank you for clarifying that the Christian perspective is now you are left with from your worldview um, that is purely subjective that is purely your opinion and you don't have the right to impose that on anyone else and so when someone else does that um, you can't really say that is absolutely wrong you the best you can say is in my opinion, you ought not do that, okay? Now, the biblical worldview would say, the reason that you even have this idea that anything is right or wrong is because God has made you in his image and he is a moral being and he has made you to be moral. The Bible says that all men, in a sense, in a certain way, all men know God exists. That doesn't mean they all profess that they know that. That doesn't mean that every morning they wake up and think about him. Uh, they don't wake up and, and think about Yahweh from the Bible, you know, but all men uh, deep down in some sense know God exists. And, uh, and but what we do, and I did this myself before I came to Christ, is the Bible says we suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And so we are sinners uh, naturally, and we desire to live our life the way we want to live it. And, um, and we don't really like the idea of, of someone telling us uh, that we got to do it uh, a different way and follow certain rules and that kind of thing because we are naturally uh, at war with our Creator. And so even in our minds, the Bible says, we are at war with Him. And so what we do is we suppress the truth about God and unrighteousness. And uh, we, uh, uh, even though we do that, I'm sorry, I got distracted there. <clears throat> So we are, we are at war with our Creator in our minds even, and we suppress the truth about, about God, um, about absolute morality, about all these ways that He has created us in His image. We, we push that down. But we can't push it down and hide it completely. It's like pushing a beach ball underwater. As soon as you're not paying attention to pushing it down, it pops back up. And that's like the image of God in us in that even though you, you say you don't believe in an absolute standard and all that, and I understand where you're coming from. You admitted that it is simply your opinion, yep. but I would, I would contest that you don't live that way. When you're making um, moral judgments, you don't say, well, that might be wrong, it might not. In my opinion, it is. But you get morally incensed when you see some horrible tragedy on the news that where someone abused someone or committed a horrible crime, right? And so in that, it, it exposes the, even the fact that you have an idea that there are things we ought to do and are things we ought not do, that exposes that deep down, God's image is, is on you. And uh, 
I did the same thing as you. I, I suppress the truth and unrighteousness. All men are the same, unless God intervenes, unless God does something to change you. And, uh, but I just want to encourage you, uh, consider the claims of Jesus Christ. He said he was God. He said he, he died, he came to save sinners. He came to reconcile us, even though we're at war with God in our minds, he came to reconcile us to God by dying in our place and rising. And he's promised that anyone who comes to him can be reconciled and can have peace with God. So I, I just want you to think about that, and I appreciate our conversation tonight. You got any uh, last comments at all, Tristan? Yeah, I think I can explain the disconnect between us. Uh, you said that uh, in accepting that uh, something is subjective, that I don't have the right to impose it, and that's absolute nonsense. I absolutely have the right to impose it, and I think that's what basically everyone does. I just prefer not to do that very often because, let's face it, moral abuse is a thing. You can morally abuse someone into, sure. behaving, into behaving in a way that is destructive to them and you can harm people that way as well okay. uh, i think that that's what most people are doing when they enforce their views of morality they're just enforcing what they subjectively think would be good and i don't think that's a problem it can be but i think that's what i'm doing and what everyone else is doing well i mean there's obviously i mean everyone says uh the first guy to bring up hitler loses the debate right but uh <laughs> But I mean, when no, no, we I think that's I think that's an accurate portrayal of what's what goes on in most people's minds is that they they think they're in the right, and all that happened there was that he abused an awful lot of drugs and was uh, <laughs> yeah. believed a lot of crazy things and was given an awful lot of military power. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely. would prefer not to be given military power. But uh, yeah, <laughs> well, and me too, me too, man. No thanks, I'm out. So, um, but in your it's only your opinion that that was wrong, right? I think so, yeah. I think okay. I'm justified See, in that opinion, and I think that uh, I could convince nearly everyone on earth of that opinion. Yeah, and I and um, and I appreciate that, and I and I agree with you, except that I would say that's because everyone in the world is made in God's image, and so it's and so when things there are things like you said earlier that are obviously wrong. So hey, thanks for the conversation tonight, Tristan. Yeah, it was good. It was good meeting you. I hope you guys uh, can use this for your radio show and uh, enjoy the conversation as much as I did. All right, thanks a lot, Tristan. Later. Personal. Uh. Let's get personal. Uh. And make sharing your faith a part of every day. Welcome to Let's Get Personal, a 60-second sample of personal witness training with the cross current. Who do you say that Jesus is? This simple question Jesus asked his friends is the same question we can ask our friends to get a conversation started about him. After your friend shares their opinion, why not open scripture and share what God says about himself? Because sharing God's word is the goal of all personal witness. And that's just a glimpse of how TCC can help you and your church normalize sharing Christ in all your personal relationships. Personal. For more wow. personal witness center training, visit thecrosscurrent.com. Hi, this is Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current, and you're invited to my online personal witness workshop. For just $19, you can tap into my 10 plus years of hit and miss experience to learn the basics of biblical evangelism. In just one hour, I'll teach you disarming and winsome ways you can open scripture with your non-Christian family and friends and simple field-tested techniques to relationally sow the seed of God's Word in their hearts. To join me from the comfort of your own computer, 
register at GoShareChrist.com. That's GoShareChrist.com. Let's get better equipped to go share Christ together. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Boot, and you're listening to the Cross Current Radio Show. Welcome back to the studio of TCC Radio. I'm Corey McKenna, your host, and thank you for tuning in to part two of this sacred series that we've called Got Religion? In the context of religion, it was G.K. Chesterton who said, When we cease to worship God, we do not worship nothing, we worship anything. And last time in part one, we heard the testimony of both scripture and human history to confirm that we all got religion in the sense that we all instinctively worship someone or something. However, in our natural sinful state, the object of our worship can only be some sort of false idol in our own making. That's why our goal in this series is to faithfully proclaim the only true God who's worthy of all your worship. Why? In hope that He reconciles you into a personal and saving relationship with Himself. And this time in part two, we'll be opening God's word again to show how God depicts depraved and fallen humanity to be in a hopeless state of self-affirming confusion, or what he calls foolishness. Because though everyone knows God and are without excuse for denying God, all arguments unbelievers make against God only expose the fact that they actually hate him and must suppress truth in unrighteousness. And that also means, contrary to how skeptics and Christians have perceived unreached people groups, God doesn't condemn people for what they don't know, but for sin against God, they do know. And that's the entirely different reality that we'll unpack in this episode of our program. And to set the stage for doing so, let's read Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 20 in the Bible, where the Apostle Paul writes, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who, by their unrighteousness, suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. What's this saying? It's saying that everyone is without excuse for denying God, because through his creation, everyone knows that the only one true God exists. Do you know that there are no atheists and no agnostics either? Because God, in his great grace, promises that every person who's ever lived, A, already knows that God exists, B, already knows that God's their creator, and, and C, already knows that they're guilty of sin against him. I have a ministry peer who was actually teaching this truth outside in the public square when a quote-unquote atheist started heckling him. And this is how their conversation went. Evangelist. Do you yell at Santa Claus like this when you go to the mall? Atheist, no. Evangelist, why? Atheist, because Santa Claus isn't real. (laughs) 
Now you might be thinking, that's a silly thing for a skeptic to say. Well, God has his own word for any skeptic who denies his existence. Fool. You see, in Psalm 14, verse 1, God doesn't say that the amazing atheist says in his heart, there is no God. He says that the fool says in his heart, there is no God. And please note, the word fool here is not an intellectual indictment, but a moral one. Because God says very clearly that everyone knows he exists, but they willfully refuse to worship him above all else. And as you look around your own selfie society, you see that we're all fallen, sinful humans who are inherently stubborn, arrogant, and self-obsessed to the point that we don't want anyone telling us who we are and what to do, especially God. And so, anyone who says God doesn't exist and lives as though God doesn't exist is making a conscious choice to resist what they know to be true and therefore sinning against the God they do know, which is a very foolish and dangerous place to be. But what about the people who admit they've got religion, but just want to worship God on their own terms? Well, even when people acknowledge God's existence and choose some form of faith that suits their fancy, they still live in rebellion and rejection to His Lordship over their lives. Because only the Creator can dictate the terms of His relationships, not His creatures. And God has done just that through the person and work of His Son, Jesus Christ. So now, when anyone becomes born again through receiving and responding to the gospel of Jesus, they can boldly approach God's throne of grace in times of need to enjoy the everlasting mercy of a relationship with Him. And for any skeptics listening right now, if God is granting you repentance, a godly grief of your sin, and desire to turn from it, would you kindly contact us directly at connect at tccradio.com? We'd love to get you connected with a church that will help you grow in the grace and truth of Christ. And for any fellow Christ followers listening right now, as partners in God's gospel right here across our home and native land, can you again see how desperately and urgently Canada needs Christ? Well, that's why we at TCC are so committed to go and tell the truth of Christ and equip others to do the same. Well, thanks for tuning in to part two of Got Religion on TCC Radio. You can visit us online at thecrosscurrent.com where you'll find free gospel outreach resources, more information about on-site training with TCC, and you can also securely give to our great cause of airing and sharing Christ right here in Canada. Until next time, I'm Corey McKenna, in the studio and on the street, keeping the cross current in our culture. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to equip more Christians online, 
and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To learn how to pray, give, and go with us, visit helphere.ca. That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A. We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel.